Okay, and we are good to rock. Yay, we made it. Can you hear me? Oh my God, <laughs> that was a Christmas miracle, man. Man, I am so sorry. This whole this whole Don't be. week has been a uh, bit of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> For you, it certainly has. I don't know how you're still standing right now. You know, it's pure fucking adrenaline at this point. <laughs> I bet you're going to like crash. So for everybody who doesn't know or who can't clearly see or hear, Aaron is recording remotely again, this time from the, the sweet, sweet Alps of Arizona. God damn. Yeah, it's fucking 107 today. So. Dude, I can't complain. I'm sitting in the shed about to die of heat stroke, but, you know, at least it's not 107. Yeah, well, it's not 107 in, inside anywhere because everywhere keeps it like 55. <laughs> I remember that about living in Arizona. It was so fucking cold inside everywhere you went. Yeah. Inside everywhere here is fucking four degrees and outside <laughs> is 10,000 degrees. It's like we're walking on the surface of the sun and it's awful. Oh, my God. But... I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. I don't live here, so. <laughs> yeah, so fuck it. Yellow, yeah. bro. At Yellow. least it's just a visit. Exactly. But we're going to need, like, family emergencies to stop. Yes. And I think we got to take a, like, pump the brakes on any kind of vacations or going anywhere because it's severely impacting our podcasting abilities. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, we're not allowed to go anywhere, do anything fun for, like, the foreseeable future. And I agree. family just needs to chill the fuck out. Like, it needs can, to chill the fuck out. Can I stop with all the like emergencies, please? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty over that. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to just have a standard couple of weeks, please. And thank you. Yeah. Can everyone just be chill for a while? And healthy. Yeah. I think you were onto something when you said like the world started to end in like 2012. It did. Yeah. And now yeah. everything is like uh, the bees are disappearing. <laughs> Great. The world is like. Great fucking bees you're all gonna die yeah it's yeah everything there's always an emergency fucking Mm -hmm. covid my kid is homesick today like i get it yeah it's all i know it's all fucking part of it it's part of the world's grand plan it's 2012 is just the starting point and everything is downhill yeah yeah from here Mm -hmm. yeah anyway so with that note if like we sound different again that's why but we're still here like we're still pulling through pulling off the fucking impossible just so that there's a fucking episode this week (laughs) Erin's gonna edit during her family emergency like we if this is not dedication I do not know what is yeah no one will ever say we are not dedicated to the cause right (laughs) also it's a great excuse for us to talk right exactly (laughs) do you like my influencer mic here (laughs) I do I do love it you're so fancy I know listen (laughs) I didn't have time to pack the regular mics and the whole thing I was like you left in a goddamn flurry yeah yeah so you want to hear about my yeah yeah let's let's hear your goddamn I'm sure that's it yeah well it's everything it's that i am in an emergency road trip to arizona so you know a solid six hours solo road trip through the desert with two children totally fine they did great Great. right (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you're lying like you did great at ignoring them and just driving huh uh yeah up until it was like i have to pee and i was like sucks to suck bro and he's like i'm gonna pee my pants and i was like fuck all right and i get it so i'm teaching this kid to pee (laughs) on the side of the road like 
listen, you're a boy. You're going to be, you're going to experience some things. <laughs> yeah. Did you just pee on the side of the road? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd just park the Jeep to where it would like stop, you know, block smart traffic smart. from seeing or whatever. I'd try to find like a pull off or whatever, but it, there were no rest stops. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. see this dirt, write your name in it. <laughs> yeah. Was he stoked? Oh yeah. He loves it. Yeah. He's like, we could pee under the stars. Like, yeah, if they're out. (laughs) (laughs) If it's dark, sure. Yeah, why not? Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. And then we got here through a fucking hope and a prayer or whatever. And it's been chaos here, too. And then the place that we're staying is uh, Brandon's uncle's house. And so they have horses and they have a cow. They have fucking chickens. My kids are stoked. They're, oh, how fun. Yeah, they're yeah. at a ranch. They're like little ranch hands, you know. They're helping with all the chores. Aww. They love it. And then Brandon was like, so cute. I want to go ride a horse. And so we're like, that sounds like a oh, great God. idea. Oh, no. Brandon's sister was like, you're going to kill yourself. And I was taking a nap. And she yeah. came into the room and she goes, your husband's going to kill himself. And I was like. You're like, I'm napping. <laughs> I was like, I'll get up for that. Like, let's go see. <laughs> Do we have life insurance yet? Sure. Let's go out there. (laughs) (laughs) So we went out there and our cousin, she's like 16 now. And she's like a barrel racer with her horse. Like she goes fast. She does all the things. She's really good at it. She wins fucking awards and medals and trophies and all this bullshit. Right? Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I'll tire the horse out first. I'll run a couple barrels, show the kids. It'll be amazing. Whatever. And And then Brandon can ride the horse once he's like a little tired out. Right? Yeah. She she fucking did it. flew in, flew into the arena fast as hell, went around one barrel fast as hell, looked great. Oh, Second God. Second barrel, I don't know what happened. She lost her footing. The horse started to buck, bucked her off. She went <gasps> under it. <gasps> no. The horse fucking oh, no. stomped her. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? And so I'm there, and, and Brandon's sister, and Brandon, who's like, I'm going to get on this horse next, right? Jesus Christ, no, he's not. With the children hanging on the edge oh of the my fence God. or whatever, of the edge of the arena. And they're <gasps> like watching. Uh-oh. And we don't, at this point, there's so much dust. And we see the horse stomping down. We know she's under there, but we can't <gasps> see what, what it is. It's happening, yeah. And she pops up. She's a fucking champ. She pops up like Holy no shit. problem. And she just kind of holds on to the railing, like the edge of the arena. And we're like, are you good? Like, are you okay? Did he step on you? And she's like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. And she just stood there for a while. And everyone was like, that's not, that's not good. Like, yeah, you're doing <laughs> yeah, something's bad happened. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine when nothing is fine. And so, yeah, uh, we went in there and uh, she had been stomped on, on the ankle. It turned into a whole emergency room visit. Luckily, oh no. at least not, it was just her ankle. Well, I mean, horses are her life. So I don't know how she feels about that right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't her fucking head or her torso or something. That's what I was thinking. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. She's not dead. Yeah. So that's good. And it's actually, it's not broken, but there's like a hairline fracture or something. So, and she's got like a little horseshoe print on her ankle. (sighs) Oh, no. That's so sad. And she like loves the kids and wants to run around and play hide and seek with them. And like, she's so good with them and everything. And now she's just kind of bedridden or like couch ridden. And I'm like, oh, you poor soul. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing Brandon did not ride the horse. No. Well, at first, when we didn't know she was actually hurt, (laughs) we just saw it. Brandon yells out like, you're not really selling this. (laughs) (laughs) Like an asshole. Definitely not. Definitely not. 
don't do it it's a trap don't do it yeah so then he didn't get to ride it and afterward he's like man that's kind of a bummer i really wanted to ride that horse and i'm like dude you're gonna fucking die yeah 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 don't do it not worth it yeah i mean depends on the life insurance amount but pretty sure it's still not worth it right yeah i'd rather have him for right now we haven't paid that much into it you know (laughs) yeah 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 for now anyway yeah for now. later in life though maybe he rides a horse yeah exactly <laughs> so that was pretty exciting my kids saw someone almost die and they were stoked like, yeah they had no idea what was going on you know and they yeah were, they were like wow that was a great magic trick <laughs> is this part of the show <laughs> oh my god what a shit show man yeah what yeah. a shit well, show well and she was going to be taken to a different hospital and so we're like man we're gonna have to go see grandpa at this hospital go see Vea at that hospital oh no that's a lot of work yeah that's a lot of work she came home within like two hours fucking champ oh nice yeah nice made it <laughs> good she pulled through she pulled we through. don't need any more emergencies right now seriously I'm like i'm out here for an oh emergency God. you want another one yeah might as well i mean you're already there exactly might as well do it now god oh my god okay well my goddamn is not nearly as thrilling or exciting but this week i took a day off of work for purely self-care good and i never do that and it was amazing and i just woke up in the morning and i was like i don't even have a plan like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna do whatever my heart tells me so then i got showered and i was like i want my fucking haircut and so i went to like 500 different haircutting places around here and nobody had availability for a walk-in so I walked my ass into a supercuts that chick did the best fucking job ever cutting my hair I let her chop it all off too I was like you know what fuck it I want short hair hell yeah so she chopped it all off for 20 bucks the girl crushed it yeah she did and then and then after that I was like you know what there's a nail salon next door I'm gonna get my nails painted and so I did and I got a pedicure on my Walmart toes those little ladies buffed the fuck out of them I'm feeling so good about myself hell yeah (laughs) I got sparkly mermaid fingers your hair looks so cute thank you and then afterwards I was like "Mm, I want Thai food because that's like my favorite fucking red curry is my jam like if I were on death row and I got one last meal it would be red curry so there was a curry place right next door and I'm like fuck yeah I'm gonna get curry after this and then I went to the door and it was locked and I'm like oh man I'm gonna fucking uber eat some curry (laughs) like I was treating myself up right and then I went home and I was waiting for my uber eats and I've been wanting to like organize my bathroom drawer for like ever because shit is so jammed in there you can't even open it Mm -hmm. and I was like while I wait I'm just gonna organize the fuck out of this I got so much shit done. I just literally lived my best life. And I thought, well, maybe I'll nap after I eat. And then I ate and I wasn't tired. And I'm like, I'm just going to clean the whole fucking house. And so I did. But it was pure joy for myself because now I have a clean space and no kids interrupted me. It was the best day of my life. That sounds like it. That sounds so nice. I'm jealous. Yeah. I am too. So I've been riding that wave because today's been an utter shit show for me. And so I'm like, just remember that one time, that one day that was so great. (laughs) Just remember remember that that. one time you had fun. (laughs) Yeah. Just hang on to that. Oh, man. Okay. So on that note, since we're both having crazy ass shit show days and we decided, you know what? Let's just fucking record. Do you want to hear my murder story? I want nothing more. It's for the sake of our goddamn fam. Okay. Hell yeah. They need they need this. People need no their matter rain or shine. Daily dose of murder or weekly. Yeah. <laughs> weekly. Okay, so this week I'm going to tell you about William Bradford Bishop. All right. Otherwise known as Brad. What's up, Brad? 
What's up, Brad? Okay, so Brad was born in Pasadena, California in August of 1936. Ooh, an oldie. An oldie. I definitely forgot to put any kind of information about his childhood, but it sure was out there. But I do know <laughs> that by the time he hit high school, he was a top student and the football quarterback. Perfect. He went on to attend Yale University, and he got his bachelor's in history. Oh, okay. And his master's in international studies. Oh, okay. No big deal. So homeboy is smart. He's yeah, smart right? Going to Yale. He's going to get all those connections. <laughs> Fucking right. Dude's about to be a bala, city hey, of squala. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he was doing pretty damn good for himself. Yeah. After college, he ended up serving four years in the army as a counterintelligence. Ooh. Which sounds interesting. And he learned how to speak four different languages fluently. Oh, wow. I didn't write them all down, but they were like, you know, English, Spanish, French, Italian, and then something random like Croatian or something. I was like, oh, dang. That's yeah. pretty cool. So so anyway, like I said, the dude was super smart and failure was not a thing for him. Like mm. he succeeded at everything he did. Oh, well, that's good. I'm just over here trying to learn Spanish. And that's like barely Shit. working for me. Yeah. Four years of Spanish in high school. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't work. No, it didn't. So Brad eventually joined the U.S. State Department and served in the U.S. Foreign Services, oftentimes overseas in places like France and Africa. And like I said, he spoke all the languages, so it's pretty easy for him to meld right in. France and Africa, those seem like very different places. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there was a ton of other places, but I felt the need to only list France and Africa. (laughs) I was like, those are the places I want to go. Yeah, right. (laughs) Those sound fun. Yeah. Okay, so he eventually was sent to serve as an assistant chief in the Division of Special Activities and Commercial Treaties at the State Department headquarters in Washington. So homeboy was like in Washington, D.C., doing some shit for the government. Hell yeah. All right. He's high up there. He's got that information. He's getting some government cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so at this point in his life, he has a wife and three kids, and he was up for promotion for his job, but for some reason he was overpassed on the promotion and Aww. he learned about this on March 1st, 1976. Okay. So after learning that he didn't get the promotion, he was like super bummed and he goes up to his secretary and he says, Hey, I'm not feeling so good. I'm going to take the rest of the day off. So he does and he heads home. Okay. So he worked in Foggy Bottom, and he lived in Bethesda, Maryland. I knew I knew I would be able to say Foggy Bottom. I Googled it to make sure it was actually a place. I was like, what the fuck? Are we in, like... Like, is this a lie? Is this SpongeBob? This SpongeBob. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. We're back at Foggy Bottom. Bikini Bottom. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so, but Foggy Bottom's really a place. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Where is it? Is it in Washington? Yeah, like Washington, D.C. area. It's like a big old mall of fucking U.S. government shit. Okay. Everything's called a mall out there, too. <laughs> what is a mall? Like a campus? Yeah, like right. a campus. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he worked at Foggy Bottom, and he lived in Bethesda, Maryland. And so on his drive home, he made a stop at Sears, and he purchased... A ball-peen hammer and a gas can. Uh-oh. That, that's a surprising purchase. It's uh, a little indicative of something to come, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen here. Not sure about the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) He then filled up the gas can at a local Texaco gas station, and he headed home where his family all was. Okay, he has kids? I think he... Yeah, he had three kids. Oh, God. So I think he worked later at night. I believe it was like around 6 p.m. or something like that that he left and did all of this. Okay. So by the time he gets home, it's later in the evening, presumably. Mm Mm-hmm. So he walks in the door and he encounters his wife, 37-year-old Annette. And the moment he saw her, he lifted that hammer above his head and he started to beat her with it. What the fuck? And he continued to do so until she was dead. <gasps> right? Why? Okay, so fucking out of she nowhere, dude. She didn't pass like, you up what? on this off opportunity. Right? Right? What the fuck? She's so during this, you. Like, welcome home. Here's dinner, Jesus. Oh, God. I almost said bitch. Here's dinner, bitch. <laughs> dinner, bitch. Daddy brought dinner. You see, <laughs> you see how my household runs? <laughs> anyway, so during this attack on his wife, his 68-year-old mother, who also lived with them, she walks in the door because she was outside taking the dog for a walk, like the family dog, taking yeah. the dog for a walk. So she comes in on her son attacking his wife with a hammer And Brad turns the hammer on his mother and starts swinging it over and over again and beats her until she's dead. What the fuck? The amount of rage that must be. On your mom. Like. On your mom. I don't understand the spouse thing, obviously, but like. It's not your your mom. mom. Yeah. Jesus. And the poor dog is just like watching all this. I don't know. What if the dog's attacking him? Does the dog run? Hopefully he was. I don't know. I don't know the details about the dog, but Brad then goes upstairs into each of his son's rooms. And there was Jeffrey, who was five, Brinton, who was 10 and William, who was 14. And he snuck into each room while they slept and did the exact same thing and executed them all with his hammer. Why a hammer, dude? That's like the worst fucking weapon to kill someone with. That's why I'm saying, like, this has to be rage, right? Like, what the fuck? But at a certain point, like, I don't know, presumably after you clarity. beat your wife to death, yeah, you'd be like, you know what? Post not clarity. I don't like that. Yeah, that was a bad idea back there. Yeah. Nope. He just kept going. Took out the whole family. Oh, my God. So as you can imagine, the house was like a real bloody mess. Yeah. That's not a pretty way to go. And they were not clean or quick murders. So there's a lot of evidence all over this house, okay? Yeah. As for the family dog, Brad spared his life, so the dog wasn't murdered. Fucking great. Thanks. But after murdering his... Yeah. Yeah, good job, Brad. Yeah. He's always been a good dog. Yeah. <laughs> but after murdering his entire family, Brad loaded each one of his victims into the family station wagon, along with the family dog who was alive, and proceeded to drive 275 miles overnight to Tyrell County, North Carolina, where he drove out into some swampy woodlands and he proceeded to dig a very large hole. Okay. He then threw all five members of his family into the makeshift grave and doused them in gasoline. He set them on fire and literally just walked away. Okay. So he's got all his victims in a pile burning and he's like, come on, Rufus, let's bounce. Okay. Is the dog's name really Rufus? I don't really know. I made that up. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Is he like going to start a new life with his dog? He's like, ah, we're out of here. We're fucking hitting Let's the road. Let's start all over. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, let me just tell you. Okay. So later that morning, shortly after the fire was set, a local park ranger sees all the smoke and he's like, oh shit, let me go check this out. Let's go put this out. Smokey the Bear would be really bummed. Yeah. He's like, hey, this is my job. All of my training in one time. Yeah. Let's go. So as you can imagine, he walks up onto the burning fire and he's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this is a big ass fire. And as the smoke clears, he puts it out. As the smoke clears, he sees that these are human remains and that there's several human remains and he can see like partial clothing and stuff. Oh no. So obviously he calls the police mm-hmm. and it takes the police a little bit of time to identify the bodies because no one knew that the Bishop family was missing at this point. So they're just like, okay, we've got five victims and a burn hole here and we don't know who they are. So they start running dental records and everything, but it takes time and you have to know like who you're yeah, looking for. Yeah, yeah. It ends up taking a full week before someone noticed that they hadn't seen the Bishop family in a while. And so it was a neighbor who actually called the police to do a welfare check. Oh, wow. And so the police come to the home and they knock on the door and they look around and they start to notice that there's blood all over the front porch. And they're like, oh, this isn't a good idea. We should go inside. Yeah. So they go inside. And once inside, it's obviously wall to wall blood in every room. And one police officer said that especially the kids' room was, like, just covered. Oh, that's so sad. I know. It's so heartbreaking. The police eventually linked the burning pile of bodies to the missing Bishop family, which is a very insensitive way to write the fact that they are like, oh, these people are missing. Oh, we have burned bodies. Boom. Yeah. We know who it is. They run dental records and they find out that it is the Bishop family. They were able to identify all of the bodies and it was glaringly obvious that Brad was missing from this picture. And so he he became the number one suspect. Yeah. They're like, it was the dog. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Where the fuck is Rufus? (laughs) I knew that dog was shit. Get him in here. (laughs) Always asking for begging bits (laughs) or whatever they're called, begging strips. Begging strips. Not bits. I did bacon bits and begging bits. Okay, I'm done. They ran out of begging bits, begging strips, and the fucking dog with bananas. (laughs) It's bacon! (laughs) Okay, anyway, so the manhunt begins for Brad, but the problem is is that it took over a week for them to even realize that this was the Bishop family or anything, so Brad's got like a full week head start on shit. Dude. And also, like I mentioned, Brad was fluent in four languages and is very familiar with several countries due to his past military background. And he has the full capability at his fingertips to create fake passports, you know, to like fudge his identity. Because that's what and he, he could have been to do. Yeah. Like he could have been doing this. Oh, you could have planned it. And planning. <gasps> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, right. So the police are like, fuck, like, this is going to be a tough one. Ooh, guys, this we really easy. got our fucking work cut out for us. Shit, man. We got we got to put our boots on for this one. <laughs> so finally, a few weeks later, on March 18th, the police get a little bit of a lead. So Brad's station wagon was actually found abandoned at a campground on the North Carolina-Tennessee border oh. in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Okay. Now... Obviously, Brad was not with the vehicle, and neither was the dog. But in the station wagon, they found dog biscuits, a bloody blanket, and in the back where, like, the spare tire well is, 
there was just a shit ton of blood. Like, it had pooled there. Ew. Obviously, from him putting his family in there. Yeah. He didn't bring the dog treats? He didn't bring them dog treats. Maybe Rufus fucking booked it. He was yeah. like, later, dude, deuces. He was like, I actually really liked the family. I'm yeah, not in yeah. on this with you. Fuck y'all biscuits. I want begging strips. <laughs> you know he mom ran away. always fed me. <laughs> ran away to some other family who bought the begging strips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so what's more mind-boggling is that no one can really figure out a motive for Brad to, like, murder his entire family. Other than he didn't get the promotion. Like, that's literally it. But yeah, but that's like a really sad fucking. That's not. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not enough for us to be like, oh, obviously. Yeah. So the police do a deep dive into Brad's life and they uncovered that there were no real marital issues. There was no financial troubles. He had a safe and secure job that he enjoyed. There were no major mental health concerns. He legit just snapped one day for no reason, murdered his family and then disappeared. Well, I mean, you're kind of on that point right now, right? uh, Yeah, I don't have the murderous rage, but I could disappear. (laughs) Just fucking start over. Right? Start the fuck over. Like, I don't get it, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready for this podcast to be my sole source of income and to just, like, take it, you know, from there. Yeah, can you guys help, please? Yeah, yeah. Go tell everybody about us so that can, like, be my reality. yeah. Tired of doing the day-to-day shit, you know? Yeah, I get it. Also, if my boss is listening, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I'll take you with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We won't forget you. (laughs) Thanks for all the support. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Oh, my God. Okay, so now there is speculation by those who knew Brad that his wife and mom would constantly belittle him. And tell him that he was like a wash up at his job. And so maybe him not getting that promotion was the reason he snapped so hard is like he was kind of banking on it to be like, fuck you, mom. It's not just a phase. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it didn't happen, he was like, um, I have to eat some crow or I could just murder everybody. What if he went home and he had bought, well, he bought the stuff before. I was going to say, what if he oh. went home and then he was like, ah, I didn't get it. And the wife was like, I fucking knew it. And then he was like, trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he bought the murder kit like just in case, and then she said the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if this bitch talks talks back one more time, that's oh no, so horrible to say. I'm. Kidding. <laughs> it really is horrible to say. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. So either which way, we're not really sure, but maybe the promotion. Yeah, this is why he snapped. There were several reports of sightings of Brad, and I think only one has been confirmed to have been him, and that was on March 2nd, so the day that he dumped all the bodies in the woods. Yeah. He was seen going into a sporting goods store with a, quote, dark-skinned woman, and he bought a pair of tennis shoes, and he also had the dog with him. Oh, okay. I was like, why would they think it's him? Like, Yeah, I guess it was, like, verified. Like, people knew him in the community and stuff. Other side. Oh, also, it was backed up by his credit card. Like he used his fucking credit cards to purchase these tennis shoes. Okay. (laughs) Feel like not so smart for a counterintelligence, dude. Yeah. But also he was like, I don't want to actually pay this credit card off. So let's just buy the tennis shoes on this. Yeah. He got him some Nikes or something, some Air Jordans. Yeah. And he was like, I've always wanted them. I got the fucking Air Force Tens, whatever they're called. Look how high I could jump, Mom. (laughs) 
I could touch. Let me guy. pump him up first. Yeah. And then he's like, and then that's my last purchase on this credit card. I never plan to pay it off. That's my one treat yourself moment. And then he deuced out. Maybe. And maybe it was a good like decoy to like throw him off his trail, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, psych. I was over here for a second. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was actually going anyway. the other way. Yeah. Duked you out. <laughs> In my it's sweet duked. tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. Skirt, <laughs> 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 skirt. It's on a basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so other sightings include family friends that claim to have seen him in Sweden in July of 1978. So two years after the murder. Oh, wow. And like I said, they just said they saw him in Sweden, which he, I guess, lived at some point in time during his military shit. Mm-hmm. Did he have the dog? I don't know. They didn't say. In January of 1979, an old co-worker says that he saw him in Italy. And when the co-worker waved hello and called to him, Brad fucking took off running. It must be those shoes, man. (laughs) You think they they lasted that long? It's been a couple years now. I don't know. Maybe he took real good care of them, you know? I guess. Did the co-worker know that he was, like, wanted or whatever? He was. I, I don't know how you wouldn't know. But right? like, I'm like not oh, sure. I used to work with that guy. Because at yeah, that point, but maybe- I'd call and be like, I think he's over here. I wouldn't be like, Brad? <laughs> Is that you? I wonder if it was like publicized because he was like a government oh. agency worker. So maybe they just tried to keep it under wraps. They don't want anyone to know that their guy went fucking AWOL. Bananas. Yeah. yeah. And the latest one, the latest sighting, was in September of 1994. An old family friend says that she saw him in Switzerland on a train platform just a few feet away. And she knew him, so she knew who he was. What? So, that's all we got. Homeboy is jumping all around. So, when was the murder? 76? Uh-huh. And this yeah. is 94? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. He's, like, evading arrest this whole time police did also discover that brad was taking some medication called serax mm-hmm. which i guess is used to treat anxiety depression and sometimes alcoholism okay. and that the medication can be addictive but i did like i don't know if it would cause you to rage and murder your entire family yeah one theory is that he was a spy for the cia but of course the cia denies this because yeah. they're like how the fuck did all this happen um All of the money that he is known to have on him was $400, which he withdrew earlier in the day on March 1st before all the killings, like maybe before he went to work or something. Mm -hmm. So that's all he has on him. There's been no further credit card charges or anything. And to this day, Brad Bishop has not been found. What? But I know as technology is starting to advance, the chance of finding him gets kind of better and better. Right. Kind of. And so 90 now. I know. So police have been combing through unidentified bodies, databases and stuff to like see if they can connect him with some dental records to identify him. Yeah. But so far, none of them have been Brad. I guess there was like three people that they really honed in on that they thought really could have been him, but turned out not to be Brad. Oh, my God. Also, it was super easy to go missing in the 70s, but like now it's much harder with like technology and jazz. Yeah. But still, if you went missing then... And you like established yourself in a new place. I yeah, feel that's like true. It's like you're still established as a missing or having been an easy go or whatever. Yeah, but like you just have to make sure not to get caught for anything. You know, like one fingerprint and you're found. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the whole point, though. Like if he's still alive, there's still a chance we could catch him, especially with like advancing technology. 
And in a bizarre and strange turn of events, mm. in 2021, oh. a 63-year-old woman named Kathy Gilcrest, who lives in South Carolina, she discovered that Brad Bishop is her biological father. <laughs> really? I guess, yeah, I guess it turns out that Brad had fathered a child prior to marrying his wife, Annette, and that baby was given up for adoption, and it turned out to be Kathy, and Kathy was curious about her birth father. Like, she had figured out who her mother was, yeah. and her mother had had a handful of kids that she had given away for adoption, and I guess led her to her father being Brad and so she did a DNA test and it positively matched yeah so she's like in one of her um, interviews she's like you know I grew up in a very um, sarcastic family or we like joke around to lighten the mood and she's like of course of course my biological father is a murderer like of course and they're like joking about it like right. of course he is oh my god that's crazy also so even though a oh, or a ball peen hammer Oh, shit, right? Oh, my God. Zing got him. (laughs) So uh, the police are still no closer to finding Brad. And like you said, homeboy's like 90 or something now. So he could be dead. Yeah. But he's described as being an avid outdoorsman who is intense and self-absorbed and prone to violent outbursts of a fucking Zentley. Yeah. He wasn't until then. But then they were like, you know what? Put that on his record. You know what? If I'm a profile... (laughs) That's just got to go on everybody's profile, you know? Right. Like, Like, what the fuck? Isn't everyone prone to it? Yeah, so silly. He prefers a neat and tidy space. So if you know anyone in the 90s that matches that profile, (laughs) give the fucking FBI a call. Um, (laughs) He also has his pilot's license, so he could have been zipping all over the fucking place in a plane, which you need to go watch Invisible Pilot. I started it. I I know, you need to watch it again. I know, okay. Well, listen, I kind of got taken away from home. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm sure you'd be done by now had it not been for that. Yeah, exactly. So now Brad is one of the FBI most wanted fugitives, and he has been nicknamed the Family Annihilator. Okay, that's not a great nickname, but... No, it's stupid. Yeah, it's (laughs) kind of overambitious, if you ask me. (laughs) So stupid. So stupid. (laughs) He anyway, that's my story. Ball peener. Ah, I see what you did there. The peen baller. Not yeah, as clever. Not as I liked I mean, your first one better. You know, we spitball. Sorry. I was just, yeah, I was just riding off your waves of excitement. <laughs> well, goddamn, that's fucking intense. Yeah. Isn't it? Dude, it's it's hot in the shed. I'm freezing <laughs> right now because I'm in a fucking sub I would house. love to trade bodies. <laughs> I would love, love to, to trade bodies. I'll just go outside for, I don't know, four seconds and then be melting, so. Yes, great plan. Anyway, so if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to that case, go to isgdpodcast.com. While you're there, please click on our Patreon. Join our Patreon for as little as a dollar. You get one extra episode every month. And for $7, you get all behind-the-scenes audio for every fucking episode. And for $10, you get behind-the-scenes video for every episode. So, psh. Hell yeah. Don't you want to see all the outtakes and Aaron and I trying to figure out technology remotely? It's rough. (laughs) (laughs) It's rough. It's so worth it. Uh, Also, you can join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at ISGD Podcast. If you'd like to email us a case suggestion or just to be like, hey, how's it going? Go to ISGD Podcast 
at gmail.com is where, where you would like to email us. <laughs> you can't go there. You can't go there, but you could use that to email us. Or you can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And on that note, later, dudes. Love you. Bye. Bye.